The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, October 2nd, 2020, Season 16, Episode number 36. Welcome to another edition of The Break. It is the final episode of the week. We're going to get you guys ready for Cowboys versus Browns. It happens this Sunday at noon at AT&T Stadium. And uh, very excited for this game because my hope is that the Cowboys will put it all together against a team that Amber feels like is not very good. Um, and get a win here that, that we can all be proud of. Welcome to the show, everybody. Let's start first start with an injury update. Uh, Dave, why don't you give me an update from the uh, coaches' press conference today on Tyron Smith and Demarcus Lawrence? What's what's their out- outlook for this weekend? They're playing. That's the outlook. They're playing. Uh, honestly, Mike McCarthy hasn't always been super forthcoming with injury stuff, so I was very surprised. I mean, he did kind of couch it that you know they'll see, make sure there's no setbacks between now and Sunday morning. But he basically was like, "Yeah, I think both of those guys are going to play. They're on track." And that's a good thing for the Cowboys this weekend. You're heading into a game against one of the premier pass rushers in the league. Uh, how much does this help them, Amber? A lot. <laughs> I mean. I would hope that that Tyron is able to really play this day. I wonder if it's another one of those scenarios where it's like, okay, he'll go out there at the beginning of the game, uh, I mean, prior of the game starting, just to see how his body is feeling, if that's gonna end up being a game day decision. But obviously, anytime you get a guy back like Tyron, that is gonna be something positive for your O-line just in general. All right, we're going to jump into some game previews. And, Nick, I'm going to start with you. This first question that we have, and I got a list of questions here that's going to help break down this upcoming matchup, Cowboys versus Browns. But let's start with you, Nick. The first question, McCarthy said um, earlier in this morning he had a, a call with our, our radio, our sister, our partner, uh, the fan here locally, 105.3, the fan. Um, and he said that they were purposefully aggressive on special teams to start the season, but he wouldn't really divulge details as to why he was pressed on. He said that's not something he'd want to necessarily divulge. I thought it was an interesting comment because I'd never really heard a coach talk about doing certain things at certain points in the year specifically Mm -hmm. uh, to prepare them for other parts of the year. What would you think would be the reason why the Cowboys might want to be especially aggressive on special teams to start the season? Well, there's different reasons. I'll pick one. Um, I think that um, what this team and this franchise needed was a culture change. Uh, everyone knew that, saw that, felt that. Um, and this is one of the things to do that is to come in here and show that, that you're going to change it up. You know, Now, this whole year has been a culture change just because of things out of our control. But I think as far as the football goes, I think Mike McCarthy wanted to come in and prove that they're going to do things differently. They're going to be more aggressive. They're going to take more chances. And I think that one of the ways to do that is to do some things, shake it up the way that you've never had. Now, there's other reasons for it, but I think that was one of them as well. Amber, what do you think? What do you think is uh, the reason why the Cowboys may have been especially aggressive on special teams to start the season? 
I would assume you always want to get uh, put different things on tape just to keep opposing teams from kind of guessing what you're going to do. The only thing um, when I think about that is that you want when you do that you want to be successful on making those plays actually happen and that hasn't necessarily been the case for the Cowboys special teams group where they have been making mistakes and it's like okay how much does that really scare the opposing team I mean do they see that as an advantage of like okay special teams are susceptible to making mistakes so we're just gonna prepare to attack them this way so that that's all I can think of of wanting to put things on on tape to keep your posing guessing but I just I, I I haven't seen it really working for the Cowboys so far Dave, what do you think, and, and do you think it's it's helped at all, it, whatever that, that strategy may have been, or whatever you think of that strategy? I, I don't know if it's helped because it hasn't worked, but, I mean, yeah, I think I think Nick and AG laid it out pretty well. I, I, for me, I think it's, it's probably just all about tendencies, showing future opponents what you're willing to do and influencing the way that they play you, uh, which, yeah, like Amber said, like the irony is that it hasn't really worked. But uh, if you've got teams second-guessing the way you're going to handle things on special teams, I would imagine it can work as an advantage as the season goes along. Uh, even not, you know, not necessarily when you want to do something crazy, but change the way that they cover you for standard stuff. Um, so that's, that's the best that I have. Uh, hopefully it works a little bit better as they continue to do it. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I agree with you guys that it definitely could help just putting it on tape. I think it could also kind of hinder a little bit because I think you get farther into the season. If teams kind of have seen some of the things that you're willing to do, uh, then they may be a little bit more prepared. So you're not going to take anybody by surprise. Uh, that element is now probably gone to some degree. Um, and so I do think that it can, it can kind of go either way on you there. Let's go to the next question. Here's the, the question. The greatest challenge for, the, for, the Dallas, uh, for Dallas, uh, controlling Miles Garrett or stopping Nick Chubb? Which is a greater challenge for them? Nick, let's start with you. The greater challenge would probably be, um, I would say, stopping Miles Garrett. Um, that definitely is the biggest. That's the area that, that would hurt this team the most if you can't get get him blocked. Um, but but I, I would say you know um, Tyron will help there, even if he doesn't rush against Tyron. I think able to give some help to the other side of it and maybe, you know, chip, double team, whatever it takes. But I think having Tyron on one side certainly would help. And I think that would be the biggest key for me. Dave? It's Chubb for me uh, because what Miles Garrett does, you can't completely control it, but it you have a large say in how that plays out. You can get the ball out of the quarterback's hand quickly. You can run the ball. You can misdirect. You can move. You know. You can roll Dak away from wherever Garrett's rushing from. You can do a lot of stuff to negate a pass rush. You just got to tackle Chubb, and not very many people have success. And this Cowboys defense has been susceptible to it at times. Uh, so that's that's scarier for me, honestly. Amber. Uh, I would say with uh, Chubb as well, just because, yes, Miles Garrett, he's a very talented guy, but the Cowboys have already faced some talented players on on the opposing defensive line, and they've been able to kind of manage it, and yes, it's going to be a problem, but at the end of the day, I can't get over the fact of previous years, and I know every year it's a new team, and especially now with the new coaching staff, but I, I've seen well too often how the running game can really hurt the Cowboys, how the opposing team can really 
attack the Cowboys defense using their running backs, running backs that aren't necessarily the best around the leagues, and they've been able to make it happen. So I would go with, with Chubb for sure. Yeah, I think I agree with AG and uh, and Dave on this one. I think that when you look at this, uh, the Cowboys have been able to figure out ways to, to get their quarterback time to be able to throw the ball. I don't think that's been a problem. And, and quite frankly, I think they face some pretty good pass rushers, maybe not the same edge rusher uh, as they're facing this weekend. But I think there's some ways they can neutralize that. Stopping the run to me is a, a bigger challenge for this team because I just I know that there are games when they just kind of have have these lapses where they just can't seem to get it right. It's two different questions though, really. I mean, it, it seemed like they were y'all were answering it differently. I think I, I I think that it's like is it what's the bigger challenge or what is you know what do we see happening actually? I mean, do we see that? I mean, do we does this team built to stop the run? Because I think I mean, if you have a pass rusher that 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 you can't block, that's that's the biggest thing. Now the question is: is are they gonna are they gonna block him? Are they gonna tackle Nick Chubb? I mean, I think there's two different things, but I I think I think going into a game, you can you can definitely wreck you know a defensive uh, end can definitely wreck the game. I don't know if he will, but I mean that to answer your question, I mean I still think it's it's Miles Garrett. Now I hear what you're saying. I guess the, the way I look at it is again I think the the challenge here is. How do you how do you negate either one of them, or how do you neutralize one of them? And I think the yeah. cha- it's a bigger challenge to me to stop Chubb than it is necessarily to stop Garrett, because I think there's some things you can do to kind of neutralize Garrett a bit, uh, a bit more than maybe the the running game. Let's move on to the next question: Who has a better set of offensive weapons? We heard Bucky earlier this week say that this may be the best set of offensive weapons as the Cowboys have faced all season, and I think they faced some pretty good offensive weapons. But who has better offensive weapons? You got Chubb, Hunt. Beckham, Landry on one side. You got Elliott, Cooper, Gallup, and Lamb on the other. I purposefully did not include the quarterback because I think that slants it way too much. Mm-hmm. But looking at the skill position, who has the better offensive weapons? Let's start first with you, Amber. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Yeah, those other guys are pretty talented, but at the same time, and I know you said you purposely left the quarterback out, but. I have to lean on the quarterback. I I think that Dak Prescott is currently a better quarterback. He's the one that starts with the ball in his hand and hands it off to one of those guys. So I I think that that just overall, including Dak Prescott in there, I I would definitely just pick the Cowboys within that group. Dave. You didn't even mention Austin Hooper, did you? I did not, and and you could throw him in there if you want to. I that's that's honestly really tough. I don't I mean I don't I don't know if there's a wrong answer. I, I think the Cowboys have three great receivers, the Browns really have two, but the Browns have a much, much better tight end. Uh the Browns have have two legitimately really good running backs. I, I, we don't know if Kareem Hunt's gonna play in this right. game, but you would you would say their backfield is deeper, at least, if not better. Um I, that's really tough. I, I'd probably say the Cowboys because they have the extra receiver, uh, and I, you know, ah, uh, that that's hard. I'd say Cowboys because it's a Cowboys show, but like I don't <laughs> think Browns is the is the wrong answer. So you're saying over there on Browns break right now, they're like the Browns all the way. Bra- the oh, on on Browns break, they're like, are you kidding? Like who are they playing at tight end? Who's you know, like get out of here? Yeah. All right, Nick, who you got? Well, I mean. You do have to factor in the quarterback, know, like she said, because he makes those guys better, you know. And um, so I'm looking at it like Patrick Mahomes gets to pick which team he wants to play on, you know. If that would happen, God, I hope that's not tampering. But I'm just talking about the best quarterback in the league having the options. I would, I would say Cleveland. 
Okay. Uh, Why? Why? Because I, I think that I think Baker Mayfield doesn't help those guys enough. I've seen Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham really, you know, play at a, at a very high level, and when they don't have the quarterback helping them, and same with Amari Cooper. I think Amari Cooper was struggling too before he got into a better offense. Um, I think the two backs are way better in Cleveland. I don't say, yeah, they are. Yeah, way better. Well, Hunt is better than Tony Pollard. And, and I think is Chubb, that because he's had more opportunity than Tony Pollard has? I mean, obviously he was a starter in Kansas City before. Yeah. So I, he, he I think was I think out of there. I think those two give you get the check mark to running backs there because okay. of the two. The tight end gets it, and then the receiver. He would go to Dallas because of what Dave said, the third receiver. But I, I just think it's so close. I don't I don't know. I mean, I it, that's a that's a tough one. But I would say Cleveland, I guess. All right, you so, would probably say Od- Odell is the best of the five right now. Probably, maybe I'm biased. I mean, I uh, obviously I'm biased. Yeah, I was about to say, definitely, you're biased. I I, you know, I'll, I'll say this: Odell, what he was doing early in his career in New York, yes, you would say that. I have not seen that Odell s- since he's been in Cleveland. Now, part of that is what Nick's talking about. I don't think he has the trigger man to get him the ball in those places where he can make those great catches and show us that all the time. But I, but again, you can only go by what you see. I haven't seen that Odell since he's been in Cleveland. I don't I don't put I don't think his production True. has been a top ten, top fifteen receiver since he's been in Cleveland. And I do think Amari is that type. Of no, receiver. that's fair. Yeah, I, I very fair. I, I, that's a good one. They're very close. Very very close. All right, let's go on to the next question. If Dallas does one thing better in Week Three than they did in Week, I'm sorry, in Week Four than they did in Week Three, what would be have the biggest impact? And how likely is it to happen? Let's start first with you, Dave. This is basic. Like this isn't even analysis. Just win the freaking turnover battle. Like it, if this team can stay neutral or win the turnover battle, they're going to win like twelve or thirteen games. The problem is that they've been very careless with the ball the last two weeks, and you know it's early, but it doesn't look like this is a this is a defense that's going to finish with more than. 15 to 18 takeaways like unless something crazy happens that's we, we just haven't seen that so it's going to take the offense playing much cleaner football to even stay neutral let alone win but if they can do it if they if they're either neutral or positive in turnovers they're going to win so many more games than they lose and that just hasn't been the case so far amber that, that's exactly what I would say as well. I, I'm not even asking the Cowboys defense to to get the ball. I'm not even asking them to get some turnovers for their offense. All I'm asking <laughs> is for the Cowboys offense to <laughs> All I'm asking is for the Cowboys offense to hang on to the ball and quit making the mistakes that they've been making so far. It is it has cost them and it's very important and I don't expect to see veterans like Dak or Zeke just let the ball loose on little things that shouldn't be happening. And and the thing that that concerns me is how often we've seen it. Like, I thought, oh, that was that one game. Okay, next week it'll get better. But it's still kind of carrying over week by week where they make little mistakes like that that at one point it needs to stop. So hopefully that point is this weekend. Nick? Well, I mean, you know, what do they got to do better? I mean, stop the deep ball, obviously. But also, you know, it was a seven-point game, but a lot of these games are going to be even closer than that. They got to they gotta make their extra points. I mean, they, they got to – the kicking game's got to be shored up. I mean, 
I don't know what's going on there, but I mean, having blocks and, and missing extra points and dropping the, the the kickoff. I mean, these are routine plays that, like I said last week, these are routine plays that we will see um, tonight on Friday night. You know, high school football, and so you see it on Saturday. Definitely have to see it on Sunday, and that that's that's just inexcusable. Yeah, you know, I'll throw this one out there. I think really what we're seeing the the story for me this season is can the Cowboys finish? Because in all three games they were in position, mm-hmm. and in one of the games they were able to make the play that needed to be made in order to win the game, and the other two they weren't. And and I think that's going to be the storyline all season when you have a defense like they have that's not really going to get a lot of stops, and probably in critical moments when you're playing good teams they're probably not going to get a, that stop. It's going to be up to to Dak and the offense to be able to figure out a way to be able to move the ball down the field and either tie or win, right? And and I think that's going to be the storyline. If they can do it and if they can be successful in it, they'll get way more wins than losses. If they can't, then I think that's going to be a challenge for them. Yeah, you know, one of the things that they – I guess you could say they had the lead against the Falcons in the second half because they – they kicked it at the game, you know, as right, the time yeah. was out. But they've only led by and one point. They only, they've only led by one in all three games. They have they have led in the second half, but only by a point. And they've never led by more than one point. I think it was fourteen thirteen Rams, and of course the forty thirty nine, and then thirty one thirty for just a second against Seattle. But that that goes to show that they're not playing. I mean, just think how better the offense could be and the defense would be mm-hmm. if you could have. More than just a one-point lead, so I think I think getting out to a fast start is really critical here. Yeah, and against against teams that are not as good, maybe they can manage to do that against good, especially good good offenses. I think they're going to be in situations where they're just teams are going to match them. If they go down See, and score, then that team's going to come right back and score, and they're going to be in these close games, and they're ultimately going to have to finish. See, think about Atlanta and Seattle. They they're not built to hang on to leads like that because. They, you know, they they like to throw it around. So Atlanta is not comfortable trying to run out the clock. They want to really throw it around. But Cleveland gets up by ten or fifteen points. They'll they'll be just fine because oh. that's the way they want to. It's play. actually going to get to be a problem for the Cowboys right. because they can run the ball and they can run it well. Right. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, I'm going to ask these guys the question: If the Cowboys lose, the primary reason will be blank. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. 
It's funny. As we travel places, often we find the places we want to travel aren't really places at all. They're people. They're grandparents, moms, old friends, and new nephews. That's why at American Airlines, we've been using enhanced cleaning measures so you can feel confident every step until you get to them. So as always, our people can't wait to take you to yours. American Airlines, you are why we fly. Back to the break. Get your tickets to see the Cowboys take on the Browns when they return to AT&T Stadium Sunday, October the 4th. Just a limited number of tickets are on sale now. Get yours at dallascowboys.com slash tickets. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking Cowboys versus Browns. And before the break, I uh, let you guys know we're gonna. the question I'm going to ask you coming out of the break is, if the Cowboys lose, the primary reason will be blank. I'm going to start first with Amber. If the Cowboys lose, the primary reason, I think, will be because they weren't able to get out of their own way. I think the Cowboys have actually had a pretty... If you take out all the mistakes, they would be so much better. Mm. We've seen when they play good. We've seen when they, they just get the offense moving. Regardless of what the defense is currently struggling with, this offense... I see them uh, as having the, the capability of carrying the team. But right now, they just can't get out of their own way. If they clean up the game, if they, if they stop getting penalties, which have, again, cost them a lot this year so far, I think they can um, win the game. But if that's not the case, then we'll end up seeing another loss. That's actually a great point, Amber, because I think all season, like if you go back and look at all these games, there's just this whole litany of mistakes that they've made throughout the games. And and some the, the one time in Atlanta they were able to overcome them. The other two games they were not. Nick, what's your what's your answer here? Yeah, I think if they don't if they have to kick field goals, I, I, I don't think that they'll win in the, this game. If they get down and bogged down in, in the red zone, get penalties or even turnovers, uh, and and Settle for three points, which isn't always three points. You know, I mean, you you have to kind of wonder about the operation of everything right now on, on the special teams. So, uh, but they they've got to cash in and they've got to get touchdowns. We know that these games are going to be high scoring. So, um, I've never really seen a lot of high scoring games with field goals. So you you've got to score touchdowns. So I, I think that just like she said, I mean, you you can't have those mistakes when you're trying to go score a touchdown. Dave. Uh, if they if they lose, I assume it's uh, because the defense can't hold up its end of the bargain. And when I say that, I you know I'm not asking I'm not asking them to hold anybody to ten points. But you know what we've seen the last two weeks is is it's rough. I mean, thirty nine points, thirty eight points, busted coverages. Um, you know, you think about what Odell could do, or if if Chubb just absolutely gashes them and they can't do anything about it. Because I, I have absolute confidence that the offense can score 27, 28, 30 points. Like, I just do. Even with, you know, even with Miles Garrett and all that. Like, I, I believe in the offense. So I just need the defense to force a field goal or two. Or, hey, get a takeaway. That would be great. I don't yeah. have a lot of optimism that they will, but that would be wonderful. Um, so I just need... A little extra, just a little bit more from the defense. Make that one extra stop that lets you win the game 28 to 24 instead of losing 31 to 28. 
All right. We're going to start a new segment today, and I want to preface this by saying we actually got into this conversation yesterday with Bucky. Nick, you asked him about it, and he explained what it is. Where's Waldo? It's kind of this scouting term of looking for mm-hmm. the guy that is the most the, po- the, the point of greatest vulnerability for the opponent, right? So what I think we're going to do is we're going <laughs> to – wait, why do you look like that? It's just because just you're so diplomatic in the way you say it. I mean, well, most people would just be like, who sucks? I mean, like <laughs> – I don't want to say it like <laughs> that. I know. That's great, that's, though. That's rude. I'm not rude. That's why All you're right. a director. So, so here's what we're going to do. You're going to play the game. That's how I would You're going to play it. the game where we single out the weakness <laughs> on the team, but you don't want to be rude about yes, it. Yes, I don't want to be rude about cool. it. There's, there's a better way to say it. You can say it nicely. As my wife always says – shout out to her. It's her birthday. But as my wife always says, like – you, there's a nice way to say everything. Well, right? just there's a like, good way to say everything. It's, it's funny when well, I talked about Baker Mayfield and he said he was overdrafted. That's like when they say at the bar, "I think you've been overserved." <laughs> okay, no, you're, you're drunk. drunk. <laughs> That's what it is. You suck. That's what. Okay. All right. So here's what we're gonna do. We're playing. Where's, where's Waldo? I'm gonna give you the the team and the side of the ball, and you're gonna tell me who's Waldo. All right. So actually, let's start with the Browns. Uh, Browns offense. Nick, who's Waldo? And by the way, it doesn't have to be a person. It could be a position group. So you could say secondary or run defense or whatever. This could be famous last words, but, I mean, it's the quarterback. It's that guy. I you just, keep pointing him I out, too. I don't like him. I, no, I know no, no. you don't. I mean, he, I respect what he's done, <laughs> but I, I, don't, I don't. Talk about personal. No, it's not personal with him. I never met the guy. I mean, I'm sure, you know, if he was You on, don't like A&M. Huh? You don't like A&M. You don't like Oklahoma, so I think it probably works. He was at I Tech. Know. Baker Mayfield, Tech, and then oh, Oklahoma. Tech and Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, whatever. But but those guys move around a lot. They do, right? But the, and they the, win high school. Here's the thing: yeah. the, the the same thing that that everybody other than OU fans hated about him is probably the reason why he was good and why he got it. I mean, he just plays with that, and, every, and his players, you know, gravitate toward him. But I just don't think that he has the arm talent to just kind of lead them down the field to make all the throws. I don't think he's that mobile to do that. I mean, they're, yeah, I'm sure they have a left guard or center that's probably a weak link, but I think that he's you got to make him beat you. And... Um, you know, because they have a lot of those those weapons. It's, you got to put it the ball in his hands to say, "Hey, this guy's gonna beat us," and he hasn't just proven that he can go and do that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say he. I don't like calling him Waldo, but I mean, I just think I think he's the one that is not. A, you know, he's not gonna lead him. Amber Brown's offense. Where's Waldo? I, I was going to pick the quarterback as well just because, like I mentioned earlier, that is that is who gets the ball in their hands first. Like The ball doesn't get to Odell without getting to him first. So I think if the Cowboys defense manages to make him uncomfortable throughout the game, create some pressure, just get him. I, I don't see him as the type of quarterback who is able to keep that poise all through, throughout the game, stay focused, manage to get out of the pocket and be precise with his throw. So I, I think that's just the easiest point of attack for the Cowboys this week. Just make him uncomfortable, and then that just trickles down to everything else, uh, just simplifying things for the Cowboys uh, secondary and, and just so on. I mean, it, it seems pretty obvious, like, yeah, attack the quarterback. But I think that... He has the biggest effect if the Cowboys really do um, pressure him throughout the game. Hellman. I want to be very clear. He's definitely not a bad player, but Jedrick Wills is a rookie starting his fourth career game. He's a top ten pick at left tackle. Like, I, like he's, he's a good player. 
and he probably will be for a long time, to paraphrase Jason Garrett. But he's still a rookie, and the Cowboys have the NFL sack leader and two pro bowlers, and they should be able to to make this guy's life uncomfortable. That That should be a benefit for the Cowboys. If they can't, then what the hell is going on? And the beauty of it is... I think Baker Mayfield's biggest problem is he's just not 100% comfortable in the pocket. He gets happy feet. He likes to bail out of there. So you don't even have to get sacks. Just make him uncomfortable. Make him have to move. And you should be able to have success doing that against a guy starting his fourth career game. You would like to think, at least. All right, Dave, we're going to bubble uh, double back. Give us the uh, where's Waldo on the Browns defense. I would like to think it's the cornerbacks. Um you know, our buddy Terrence Mitchell's out there, the old uh, Cowboys draft pick who loves to hold people. Um, <laughs> Denzel Ward, I think he upgraded his status, so it yeah, looks he like he's going to play, but he's dealing with he's dealing with an injury. So, you know, your, your first-round pick's dealing with an injury. You don't have a lot else there. By the way, that's the strength of the Cowboys' entire roster is receivers. So if you can protect Dak, I got to believe there's going to be open receivers all over the field. Amber, where's Waldo on the Browns' defense? Just the secondary in general. Just because, I mean, we, we've talked about the kind of pressure that um, they can have on your offense and, and just stopping or trying to stop the running game. So I think that, that there's going to be a, a, a pretty good battle there. But where the Cowboys can take advantage is using uh, Dak's mobility, getting out and just throwing the ball to the receivers that, I, in my opinion, I mean, they, they've played pretty well just in general. So I think the, that's the weakest length just because of how good I see the Cowboys receiver group being. Yeah, it's Mitchell for me. He he, he uh, we was here, and he was he was a feisty player, and he still is, I'm sure. And he, you know, he's very aggressive. But but um, you know, I they drafted Ward number one because they needed help there, and I don't know if he's lived up to those expectations just yet. I mean, I think he's he's been pretty good, but I you know he's still a young cornerback as well. But Mitchell on the other side, I think that's where they're going to have to attack. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back, and we'll find Waldo on the Cowboys offense and on the Cowboys defense. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? 
Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back. To the break. If you're going to AT&T Stadium this weekend to watch the Cowboys take on the Browns, be aware of the safe stadium policies, such as wearing a mask, keeping distance, prepare yourself for cashless transactions. You can visit DallasCowboys.com slash safe stadium for details. All right. It is the final segment of the break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the start. We're playing our new segment called Where's Waldo? We talked about... The, uh, the Browns and uh, their points of vulnerability. Let's go to the Cowboys side. Let's talk about the Cowboys offense. Amber, where's Waldo on the Cowboys offense? It, it has to be someone on the O-line. Just depends on what combination the Cowboys do end up going with this weekend. I don't know how they're going to decide to make their little combos here, but uh, it all depends on what happens with Tyron Smith, if he plays or not. But I think your weakest link would be someone on the on the O-line. Now, I don't think that's going to end the game for you, but out of the whole offense, it just just someone on the O-line, one of those end positions there, tackle. Or, or in ca- if they shuffle things, I just don't know. I mean, is it going to be Connor Williams there playing the way that he's been playing? So just the O-line in a session there. Nick? I mean, I'm 100% confident that uh, this is going to be, I know, I know whoever I pick, I will probably get to uh, the chance to talk to this week. So <laughs> after um, the game? Yeah, after the game. Um, so hopefully they don't see this segment? You know, I mean, think about what, what Dave just said. The, the left tackle, uh, Wells, I think, for Cleveland. I mean, top 10 pick, fourth, fourth start, you got to go after him, right? Well, what does that say about Terrence Steele on the right side? You know, I mean, Terrence Steele, as, as, as gritty as he might be, and, and he's surpassing expectations, yeah, I mean, Miles Garrett's going to go after him, not so much Tyron Smith, I would think. So um, I, I would say the right tackle, and I think the right tackle will be Terrence Steele. Dave? I think that's the right answer, and I'll I'll just flop it for the sake of being interesting, I guess. But – there's not a whole lot you can do about the tackle situation. I mean, you're going to have to play steel or night, I guess, you know, you can kick Zach out there in an emergency, but you're down to these last options because of the injuries that you're facing. Whereas I, I am curious about the interior. Um, it hasn't been an amazing start for either Connor Williams or Joe Looney. And there is stuff you can do about that. Uh, yeah. The Cowboys don't seem to want to, but Connor McGovern's still there. And Tyler Biotish played very well. I thought in his debut the other day. So uh, I don't, 
I don't anticipate them doing that coming into this game, but maybe if those guys continue to struggle, there's stuff you can do there. And so I've, I've got a really close eye on, on what they look like this weekend. You mentioned Connor McGovern. Uh, uh, Coach McCarthy actually talked about him this morning on the, on the call. Did you hear what he said, and, and what were your thoughts on that? He said he's he's still a developmental player, and I you know I think I think the coaching staff just leans toward the experience uh, in both of those regards. Obviously, Connor's in his third year as a starter, and and Joe has been in the league for almost a decade at this point. And that was kind of my thought process heading into training camp: is that the guys that have been there and done that are going to have the leg up over somebody that doesn't have any NFL snaps. It is curious, though. I mean, Tyler Biotish has gotten in and has looked good doing so. They haven't done the same with Connor McGovern. I wonder what level that they would have to struggle at before they would be willing to look at that. But it, it doesn't give you a lot of optimism that that they feel that Connor McGovern can do that for them right now. All right. Let's uh, let's go to the Cowboys defense. Where's Waldo on the Cowboys defense? Amber, let's start with you. Secondary. Uh just based on, on last week's game, I mean, some of the separations that you saw between a receiver and a, and a guy on the secondary, that's just ridiculous. And it cannot happen again this week, especially when you're playing a guy like Odell, where he, he's so skilled. So I think that um, there are many different points that you can point out in the defense as a whole, but I would just say the secondary. Dave. Again, I think that's the right answer, but I'll switch it up and just say between Nick Chubb and Austin Hooper, I bet the Cleveland Browns are going to challenge Jalen Smith a lot mm-hmm. this weekend, and and he's going to need to rise to that occasion. He's uh, you know he's kind of on an island. Joe Thomas has played well, but when I say he's on an island, I just mean Leighton's not out there. Sean Lee's not ready either. He's supposed to be the best player in your linebacker core. Uh, he's he's had moments. He I mean he he played better after week one I thought, but he's also he's had his he's gotten exposed a few times. Uh, the the play that Tyler Higby made on him in week one is still burned into my brain. That's why I brought up Austin Hooper. So between dealing with the tight end and making sure the running backs are on the ground, I think the Browns are going to try to challenge Jalen Smith and see if he's up to it. Yeah, I agree with you on that one, Dave. I mean, sorry, Nick. Uh, I would say the answer for me would be Diggs. Um, thinking about really? yeah, for, I mean, I, I think he's a good player. I mean, I think he's going to be, but I the game is called where's Waldo? Like, who do we attack here? And and that's who teams are attacking when it comes to the secondary. I mean, they they are going after him. Um, he is getting close to interceptions. He's gotten the ball in his hands every time, every game. He's not picking it off, but he will. He will. He'll get there. Um, that might even be my gut feeling this week is that he finally gets an interception. But I'm just saying that's where the attack point is, and they're going to keep doing that until he he proves them. And he he will. He, he's going to. He he reminds me of uh, maybe like a Janoris Jenkins type player where he he's aggressive. He's going to get an interception. He's going to give up some plays as well. All right. Before we get to our predictions, uh, we're going to do a little. I know. I think. I have no idea. Nick, let's start with you. What do you know? I know they're going to go after uh, Trayvon Diggs. <laughs> Now, I know that uh, I I know that that the the secondary will be better this week, the Cowboys secondary, because huh. it can't get worse. I mean, it can't. I mean, it, it really can't. 
Well, nah. it can get worse because they're playing, in your opinion, a lesser quarterback. Yeah. So if that quarterback okay. carves them up, it That's can get fine. worse. I think I think that they will they will uh I know sorry, I say I think I know, I know that the, the secondary uh, will play much better this week. All right. Dave. I know that the Cowboys have the better quarterback in this game, and if they can protect him, then I, I think that they'll win it. Um, pretty simple. Amber. Uh, I, I, I'm having a hard time trying to say what I think I know because I don't want to hear you. Oh, I'm going to challenge you on this. Blah, blah, blah. So, <laughs> sorry, I don't have a great answer. I'm just going to say I know that Alden Smith is going to be your best player on defense. I think that that one I can say, I can say more confidently. Okay, so let me challenge you on that. I'm just going to go with that. No, I'm, just, I'm just playing. Right. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just playing. All right, here's what I know. I know the best offensive line group that this team could put on the field right now would include Zach Martin at right tackle. That's what I know. Mm-hmm. All right, I think. Nick, start with I think. I, I think that CeeDee Lamb is going to be the best receiver on the field in this game. And I think I think he is going to have his breakout game. Um, I I just I just feel like it's kind of a rotation thing, and it happens, and it was Gallup's turn, and now it'll it'll be it'll be CD. Now I'm seeing it down the center of the field. Boom, 75, 80 yards. No, maybe not 80 yards, but like I can see from the slot area, I see some big plays for CD Lamb. I think he scores his first touchdown. He'll be the best receiver on the field. Dave, what do you think? both sides I think that if the Cowboys are actually a good team they should win this game um there's no shame in losing on the road to one of you know either the best or second best quarterback in the league I mean Russ is out of his mind the Rams look like a playoff contender the Falcons you know they played the worst first quarter in Cowboy history like it all kind of it makes sense but this Browns team is is just like the Cowboys. Like they're talented without a lot to show for it. They got their doors blown off by the only good team they've played this year. Um, I already said I think they have the better quarterback. And if they can't find a way to win this game, then they're probably just not all that good. And I'm gonna readjust my expectations for what the season's gonna be like. All right, Amber, what do you think? That's fair, by the way. Before very she, fair. that's that's no, a, very that's fair. a very yeah. good statement. That's what needs to be a cow bite, right there. <laughs> cow bite. Thomas. Thomas. Hit it. I think, I really do think this is a game where the Cowboys will be able to to find a really good balance between the running game and, and the uh, passing game. I know it's going to be a challenge to get, you know, the running game going because of the kind of defense that uh, Cleveland has. But I, I, for some reason, I do think that the Cowboys will be able just to 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 play around with trying to figure out the, the balance and not really exhaust one option versus the other. All right. And what I think is that Brandon Knight and Terrence Still, whichever is on the right side, will be outmatched by Miles Garrett, which will lead to some significant problems for the Cowboys offense. And at some point in this game, I think Zach Martin ends up being the guy that they slide out there in order to protect and give Mm -hmm. them uh, a better opportunity to be able to complete some of their passes. 
So let's get to the final part. I have no idea. Nick, we start with you. I just have no idea what to expect from special teams. I think that their their coach is good. He's been there for a long time. But but you know, veteran special teams coaches doesn't that doesn't always mean that you have success. And so right now, it's just one thing after another, and and it's never the same thing. It's just something. And so I just don't know if you can count on the special teams. I I just have no idea what to expect from them. Dave. I hope Nick was right with what he knows because I have no idea if we're going to see a better effort from the secondary in this game. Um, you know, hopefully they they really buckle down on the details because Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry are they're twitchy guys. Like they're such good route runners. You know, DK Metcalf, like he's just fast. Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry can create separation on their own with the way that they play. And I, it, it scares me to think, you know, what kind of breakdowns might be in store while these guys wait for some of their cornerbacks to come back. That's that's the bit I said it earlier in the week. That's the biggest thing for me is, is can the secondary improve on what we've seen the last two weeks? All right. Amber. Um, I would say I have no idea it, how well the Cowboys defensive line and linebackers will be able to play in this game. Like one, can they put enough pressure can they get to the quarterback enough and two can they actually stop the run can they we've seen the the success that Cleveland has had with the running backs and I quite frankly don't don't fully trust the Cowboys defense to to fully be able to dominate that area of the game all right and what I have no idea about is if this team is any good or if they're just having a, having a, to find a way uh, with their new scheme and not having as much prep time. I want to see against a team that is at best comparable to them, at worst lesser than them. Uh, I want to see if they can just come out and be more balanced in their run and their passing attack, in their run and their passing defense. I want to see if what we've seen so far this year has been just them trying to find their way. And we've seen some good things and we've seen some bad things. Can they level that out now? against an equal or lesser opponent, that'll tell me a lot about how good this team really is or is not. All right, we're going to go ahead and real quick get our predictions before we end the show. We're going to start first with you, Dave. What happens this Sunday? I, I, I sort of said it earlier. I just, you know, if they're actually good, they should find a way to win. You know, dealing with Miles Garrett's going to be tough. I get that. Um, you know, the Browns are a very good team. I'm not saying that they're bad, but you you got enough talent and you got enough things working in your favor that you should be able to win. I think the passing game is going to be wide open for Dak if he can stay on his feet. Uh, and, and like I said, I think Dak's the better quarterback. I think at the end of the day, I trust Dak to outplay Baker Mayfield. I got Cowboys 38-27, but it's not, it's not going to be comfortable. It's going to be one of those situations where you know, the Cowboys are up by two or three and they score a touchdown late to kind of ice it. You know, it, it'll be close way for the vast majority of the game. But, you know, they put it away to go up by two scores in the final two or three minutes. Amber, what happens this Sunday? Oh, it's going to be easy peasy. The Cowboys got this in the, in the pocket. No, 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 I'm just kidding. It never goes that way. The Cowboys can never just give you a peaceful game. But um, regardless of all the talent and based on the games that we've seen so far, I just don't fully, I'm not fully convinced of, of the Browns just yet. Not that I'm fully conv- convinced about the Cowboys either, but I do see the Cowboys just being able to 
get, get a win in this one. I, I see them being the most dominant team. I think that they, they might be able to turn things around a little bit on defense. So with that being said, I do think the Cowboys win as long as they don't make freaking mistakes. Stop dropping the ball, stop giving, turn, uh, giving the ball away, and don't freaking get um, penalties. Stop that. Um, Cowboys win, I would say, like 28, 24, um, something like that. Okay. Nick, you're up. Uh, 28, 23. It was put on the. I, I said it on the radio this morning, so that, that was the score. So that that's that's not. I'm not copying anybody's score. I just think the Cowboys will make mistakes. They're gonna keep making them. It'll be. It, they'll be good enough though to win. Uh, they've got the better quarterback, and they've got they've got some playmakers that that will help them uh, be the team that they should beat. All right. Uh, I actually think the opposite of that, Nick, from the standpoint, I actually think this will be a much cleaner game for the Cowboys. I think they will start to round things out a little bit, and they'll start to settle in, and and you'll see a lot better brand of football from the Cowboys here in week four. Um, I actually think it'll be uh, a lot less of a close game than than we than we've seen over the last few weeks. I think the Cowboys win. I think they win 31-20. I think there'll be some moments when their defense will go for some plays just because their defense is not great. We know that. Um, but I do think overall, I don't think Cleveland will be able to keep up with the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys will just outpace them. I think they'll get out to a faster start. And I think they will finally get an opportunity to see this pass rush in situations where they have a lead and they can kind of pin their ears back. I do think, I expect in that kind of situation, Cowboys are going to have four or five sacks in this game uh, because I think they'll have some opportunities to really get after the quarterback and I think they'll make the most of it. All right. Appreciate you guys joining us. We're back on Monday. We'll tell you what went right and what went wrong for the Cowboys. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!